February 15. Genesis 48. Luke 1, verses 39 through 80. Job 14. 1 Corinthians 2. Sometimes bad theology breeds reactionary bad theology. Because Roman Catholicism has gradually added more titles and myths to Mary, Protestants have sometimes reacted by remaining silent about her astonishing character. Neither approach fares very well when tested by this passage. Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 80, and a few others we shall have occasion to think about. Catholics have added titles such as Mother of God and Queen of Heaven to Mary, neither of which is found in the Bible. The view that Mary was immaculately conceived and was therefore born sinless, and that she, like Enoch, was transported to heaven bodily, thereby escaping death, are equally unsupported. The latter became a dogma for Roman Catholics as recently as 1950. According to news reports at the time of this writing, the current Pope, Pope John Paul II, is weighing whether he should establish, as something that must be confessed, another title conservative Catholics apply to Mary, co-redemptrix. But Luke's witness points in another direction. In Mary's song, chapter 1, verses 46 through 55, traditionally called the Magnificat, from the Latin word for magnifies, my soul magnifies, the NIV renders this glorifies, the Lord. Jesus' mother says that her spirit rejoices in God my Savior, which certainly sounds as if she thought of herself as needing a Savior, which would be odd for one immaculately conceived. Indeed, a rapid scan of the Gospels discloses that during Jesus' ministry, Mary had no special access to her famous son, sometimes failed to understand the nature of his mission, for example, chapter 2, verses 48 through 50, and never helped someone obtain some favor from Jesus that he or she could not otherwise obtain. Indeed, the unanimous testimony of Scripture is that people should come to Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus says, not come to my mother. He alone is the true mediator between God and human beings. Nevertheless, Mary is wholly admirable, a model of many virtues, as is also, for example, Joseph in Genesis chapters 37 through 50. She accepts her astonishing role with submissiveness and equanimity, considering what it must have initially done to her reputation. Chapter 1, verses 34 through 38. Elizabeth twice calls her blessed verses 42 and 45, in other words, approved by God. The supernatural recognition of the superiority of Mary's son over Elizabeth's son, verses 41 through 45, was doubtless one of the things that Mary pondered in her heart, chapter 2, verse 19. But none of this goes to Mary's head. She herself recognizes that her blessedness is not based on intrinsic superiority, but on God's the Mighty One's mindfulness of her humble state and his choice to do great things for her. Verses 48 and 49. Her focus in the Magnificat as ours must be is on the faithfulness of God in bringing about the deliverance so long promised. Verses 50 through 55.